This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Jonathan and all the Geekscapers out there, it's your good buddy Chris Rafalius, and I'm here with my good buddy Tony Hartman, and we're in Cranberry, Pennsylvania, where we meet up at Bob Evans to eat and to talk about things, because we want to tell you about our new book, Whistle Pig. We figured Geekscape was the best place to tell you about it, and uh, it's my good buddy Tony Hartman, he's going to tell you a little something about Whistle Pig. What's up, guys? Uh, Whistle Pig is a children's book for people who used to be children. Um, we wrote it over the summer. It's got a lot of great stuff in it for geeks and also for dweebs. And pretty much there's something in it for everyone, even hunks and beautiful babes. Everybody will love Whistle Pig. And uh, if you want to check it out online, it's at whistlepigbook.com. Stop by. You can hear some readings of some great poetry. But I think Chris always explains Whistle Pig best. So why don't you go ahead and explain it a little bit, Chris? Well. I don't have much to say, but Tony, I'm actually going to surprise Tony right now. What he doesn't know is I actually made a commercial for it, which I think will explain it perfectly. And I'm going to show it to him right now, right when I'm showing it to you guys. I'm pretty excited. Hope you guys are too. I hope you guys like my commercial for Whistlepig. Here it is. I'll check you out after the commercial. said it better myself. Um, check out whistlepigbook.com for more info if you need any more info after that. And uh, keep on geekscaping. Take care, Jonathan. Peace. Hey, the name's Richard. Um, you may know me as Richie Blue following Chaosimo 7. Chaosimo 7. OMGWF. What the f- you all, it's chaos or something. But now you know me as Richie Blue Lulz at you. Anyways, I'm back on MLG, uh, Geekscape forums, and, well, I'm back. I just watched a recent episode when Jonathan was describing who Thundercat might be. Like, I'm watching Seinfeld right now, and I'm like, <laughs> Newman, that's who Thundercat is. Like, he hates people, but, like, 
people like him around. They don't really like him, but they just accept him like you need him in your life. But he's like, Newton's like selfish and stuff, like, just as Jonathan described on their cat, but yeah, that's whatever. Anyways, I just want to say hi, I'm back, I missed you all, and I think I'm going to stay, like, longer this time. Anyways, bye. What's up guys, welcome to episode 105 of Geekscape. This is a weekly movies, video games, and comic book podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan London, and every week we break down the latest news and reviews in those worlds. That's what we care about, that's what we talk about. And every week I'm joined by a guest host. We are lucky enough to have our good friend Nick Gregorio. He's here from Philadelphia. He has moved to Los Angeles. If yeah. you guys read the, the, latest, uh, read the latest edition of his weekly uh, comic book um, Article on, on on Geekscape. If you read the last week's it article, it's called the Stack Attack, and it, he Stack is attacking attack. you every. It used to be written by Jarrett, and so we had the real estate there. What? It was written a couple times by Jarrett, and then like uh, the real estate was there, so you wanted to write a comic book article. I, so I was every like, week well, we got I, this. We'll just let you yeah. write it. Every week I would say to myself, I discuss. I would get angry or happy or excited about a comic, and then I would have to like call John. And he'd be like, oh, I can't talk. And uh, I'd have to talk to just myself. You'd be like, hey, did you really like that? Can't talk right now, Nick. Bye. And, and so you moved here to enforce your comic book views on me. Basically. But I don't have to listen to them because I can just read them in this article. But your last article was about how you are moving to California. It was a very introspective article about how you, now you're going to put your dreams in front of you and accomplish them as a storyteller and how comics were the driving force, the impetus yeah. for... That spark That As will one day Drive you to poverty Out here on the west coast <laughs> uh, That's what I was, That was the goal But uh, yeah Comic books They started it all But you are also A very funny actor um, Thank you Talented storyteller And uh, we remember you From Sweaty Robot But now you are On the west coast You're going to start Your own thing I hear I, That's what I've been hearing Like yeah, Hollywood was whispering Before you got out here He's coming out here They would send me Like text messages But I didn't recognize The number And I was like That's Hollywood it? That's Hollywood like, Come out Come out and visit Come out and visit and stay. Come out and move. That's what Hollywood Revolution, like. Revolutionize the industry. But you were t- telling a story before the cameras were rolling about, um, we were talking about girls. And uh, <laughs> one of our good friends recently did a drunken hookup. And we were like, wow. That, you... That's where you, that, that's what you rolled with? Uh-huh. And, and, and Gilmore was like, you can always <clears throat> use the excuse that you're drunk. You have a theory, not a theory, you have a fact that whenever you go into a social situation that you know you're going to start, you're, you're going to start drinking. Yeah. Before you start drinking In yeah. the room Then you'll walk in the door And you'll say Nine times out of ten If I get drunk enough That girl's ugly But not so ugly That I won't sleep with her And you have her picked out already And every guy's done Before it. you start drinking You pick her out Yeah She's like She's like your you know. 
She's like your um She might have like a little overhang. Form. She might have a little overhang on the bell uh -huh. bell. She might, you know, a little cut up in the face. What's too overhang much on the bell bell, like a muffin top? Like a muffin top, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, you, and it's like your consolation prize. Basically. That if you want to go there that night. It's not the bicycle in the grand prize game, but it's the first two or three buckets. Yeah, if you uh, did the Bozo the Clown. Oh, analogy. I was on Bozo the Clown. Were you really? Yeah, I didn't Remember get the Grand Pies game where you throw the the the, the ping pong ball beer into pong a... Beer pong for children? Yeah, beer yeah. pong <laughs> for children. <laughs> You're throwing it into increasingly further away targets of buckets, and the last thing is a bicycle. Yeah. This girl would not be the bicycle. She'd be target. She'd be like bucket one, she two, three. She would be... Um, Gift certificate to ribs. Yeah, lunch with Santa or something okay. like that. That's so... So there's so you're, <laughs> what you're saying is there's no excuse for saying oh it's just a drunken hookup. I think people I don't, I have the problem of always remembering things when I'm drunk, and I think a lot of people use that as a write off. Like how drunk were you? Right. They're like oh man I don't remember anything. Like psych you don't want to remember anything, <laughs> but you know what you did. <laughs> so so yeah, that led you to talk about what you used to do in class in high school. Oh. You used to bring comic books into class. I made the mistake of thinking because I, I, I went to. The grade school I went to in Philadelphia wasn't like, oh, comics are for nerds. Like People just kind of like comic books and stuff. And that did not translate. What grade is this? Put it in perspective. Like fifth, sixth grade. Okay, so oh, it's not okay. high school. It's not high school. That's okay. No, 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 no. That was when comics were cool. Okay. My brain was like, comics are cool forever, right? Hey. They're all super, who doesn't like Superman? Like, not me, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> as you're getting punched in the face. But in high school, comics were not cool, and right. I would just like lie, I would just have like a stack on my desk of Grant Morris and JLAs school. in During high, high school. school. Yeah, wow. Grant Morris and JLAs were in high school, and I would just be like, "Yo, that's a really good story." And like the who guy, would you say that to? Like the guy, like a guy in the class was like a friend of mine or something, uh -oh. and he'd be like, "Oh, that's cool." I, like, I can't you know, be like, seen talking to you. Yeah, about like this. you gotta stop. <laughs> and then that'd be like the guy that pulled you aside, the friend, like Nick, you can't can't openly talk about and that's when I kind of repressed nerdiness for a little bit right and I just kept it, it so was you like, went into wrestling yeah I went into wrestling and now you came out this yeah now like, some sort of like you parallel he, thing. I did yeah, he exchanged wrestling like comic books guys in tights doing like fictitious stuff wrestling is into wrestling. comic books and it's like it's live action comic books for the most <laughs> This wow. is the story of a repressed gay kid only with comic books. Why you gotta make it that, That's why I said it was a quarter's life <laughs> obsession. That's It was. Comics have always... I remember, and this is pretty pathetic, but in like 6th, 7th grade, I was sold on the fact that I was going to be a mass vigilante and it made my cousin promise me to fight crime with me if I put something together. What? I, 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 can't, I can speak for you, but what kind of requirements did your cousin have? Like, what my kind cousin of... was like, you are so full of shit, you're not going <laughs> to... He's like, we can't fight crime, Nick. Like, we were Italian kids in South Philly. Right. And I was like, we are fighting crime. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy an ATV. That will be our vehicle. <laughs> that will be our vehicle. He's like, you're insane. He's like, you are utterly insane. I remember there was a little rumor going around that I wanted to fight crime. And it yeah. When did that when did that die? When did that dream die? That has has it quickly. has it died? Has everyone it died? everyone just kind of took it as that I had an active imagination. You could have been uh, kick ass. I could, yeah, no, I I was kick ass. I was kick ass literally. It was did my you actually, plan. Did you pick out a name or what Did you get a like, costume? Um yeah, it was I think that <sighs> I, I called myself X to a certain degree. X oh. for Excalibur. Okay. For Excalibur. Oh, that's so nerdy. Yeah, so nerdy. That's awesome. You like the uh, Mark Wade Excalibur with like Captain Britain and Nightcrawler and... I actually didn't. Right. I was actually pretty tripped out by that comic when I was a kid. I had that one issue with the weird fat lady with the... Mm -hmm. uh, like the bubble people okay. and stuff. 
<laughs> and I always would read and be like, oh, this makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> um, wow, Nick. It well, is really good. talking it is, a lot no, about it. No, it is what? good to have you on the West Coast. <laughs> Listen, I'm on every episode. People have heard my crap. They want to they 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 talk about your life. You know, how, how is your life going, Gilmore? Last we talked to you, um, you were about a day away from giving guys hand jobs for money. I honestly I, considered it. Like, I would, like, <laughs> what would I have to do, right? You'd have to be safe, first of all. So, you know, wait, you wait, get, to, Gilmore, I was joking just now when oh, I made that joke. Oh. I was going to say, because if you did it with gloves and just kept it handsies, you'd make a good 50 bucks. How's your job, well, uh, It's going well-ish. You could have made an apparatus that was a fake hand, and that's almost like... <laughs> Did you listen to last episode when we were talking about Gilmore losing his job and all that? Let me... Gilmore, he needs to spit out his gum first off. Oh, wow. Can, can you, can you, know you get here? Spit it into did. his hand. I spit it into Gilmore. I don't, I don't chew it that much. I don't chew it that much. I didn't want you to chew it that much. Put it in this trash right here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ, Nick. I just handed... It's okay. He's had worse in his I hand. Always, he was just talking about giving people's hand jobs. Yeah, which like, is why I think that was okay at this point. So, so Gilmore, what, what's going on with your job? Because last, last week we talked about how Gilmore had lost his job, uh, was having financial troubles. We, we fed him, which was almost like feeding a gremlin. Uh, and, uh, a bunch of Gilmore's grew out of his neck, and they never unlatched, and he just drug a bunch that's, of that's if you get him wet. That's, that's, if, that's, if, you get him wet. that's oh. if you get him wet. Um, uh oh! Like and and really people, hair, people in the forums. <laughs> the thing is, people in the forums at Geekscape.net were like, "Oh, we should start a Gilmore fund, like a like a food drive right, for you." Right, something like that. Um, it's like, it's awesome. I would love that. Well, it's crazy that people want to keep you alive. A right. nerdy welfare. Of Have sorts. you been able to do uh, get unemployment, Gilmore? Because no. that is probably the easiest thing to figure out. Well, did you there see are the, uh, crack addicts who figure out how to rig unemployment for themselves, you and you can't Ob- do it. Did you see Obama's weekly address yesterday? What do you say? Uh, he said that like, not familiar. Who is that? More not people, that's the new president. Oh, okay. Black guy. All right. Um, he's more. Uh, he said that more people filed for unemployment last week than have in the last twenty six years, and so. You can completely tell because their line, you honestly have to call the, there's one line for mm-hmm. California, and you have to call that phone number like a radio station. Like, Why I feel, don't you just go into I the office? Hey, um, what are these offices for if you can't just go into the office? Long time listener, it's first the, time it's caller. It's not the office. The only thing you can do to claim your actual insurance, mm-hmm. the offices help you get a job, and that's a different division from the actual fo- uh, phone number, hey, which is the only thing that gives you your checks. So to get so to deal with your check stuff, if like they need to ask you a question, they send you a letter going, "You need to call this number," and you call this number like a radio Man, station. This just got following. All right, this just it's got. It's horrible. Yeah. And so it's hi, literally. Hi, hi. I've always to wanted to be on welfare, but I've never had the balls to call. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hi, listen. I've always wanted to cheat the system, but I have no. You know, uh, fuck. But literally impossible to call. <laughs> literally impossible. You have there's two messages: one that hangs up on you, and one where it says you can speak to a representative, and it teases you, and you get there, and then it hangs up on you. So I got I got a letter. Maybe in the they mail. know who's calling. I got they don't. I got a letter. They in the know mail. who's calling. It's you. Maybe, but I got a letter in the mail saying, "Okay, you have an appointment to speak with someone on the 30th." I didn't set it up. You're going though. Yeah. You're gonna go in and talk to someone. No, no, no. A uh, phone appointment. That's when they're gonna call you. Uh-huh. That's how backed up. They Maybe are this is society's way of just weeding you out. They want you to change, move it to another. They're like, country. you know, just just come here, and you go there. And <laughs> You're like, why am I in this, this it's like shower? Empty why warehouse. am I? Why am I? Yeah, why am I in this empty warehouse? They just gun you down, <laughs> turn you into, <laughs> turn you into fucking, <laughs> or make you a super soldier. Ooh. Yeah, they turn you into either a super soldier, which would actually turn you into a normal person. And then they, uh, and, and uh, or yeah, or, or they, what's happening to me? I have a briefcase and a car. <laughs> and 
That works well. I'm a, I'm a normal surgery. human. <laughs> Everyone else is turning into like super athletes, and you're like, ah, I look like Nick Gregorio. I'm normal. Uh, uh, oh, you're actually pretty nice. I'm pretty nice. You're good. Wow. You're good. Wow. Yeah, he was, he was trying to cover something up there. And then you're 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 you're, you're, a, you're an average human being, right? Woo! You don't think of yourself as average, do you? Can everyone taste average this? in what way? Tastes like built awkward. size, intelligence. No, I don't. You think you're super average? You think I you're think like I'm super above average? Really? Yeah. I do. I I think I'm pretty average. What makes you better than me? No, know. he's above average. Okay, look at his arms first of all. His arms are built. Look, he looks good. Look at those strong okay, eyebrows. Okay, so Gilmore, you'll turn into me. With his ego. Ugh. With his ego. He's throwing it up. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, even Laura's shaking <laughs> her head Laura's right like, now. you're this average? This is horrible. Yeah. All I'm, all I'm saying is he's not going to become Michael Jordan or a super... Or he's not going to become oh. Jim Cotta. I don't really... That'd you know what I'm saying? Awesome. That's all I'm saying. He's not going to become like an like really Olympic athlete. care about like athletic ability. I don't know. What's, what's it used for? You don't need Past 25, nothing. Yeah. If you're not a professional athlete, it's like, whoop-dee-doo. That's why I think dogs have the best life, because they, like, like, they usually last about 15 years, and at about 15 years, you start realizing you're not good at everything. Up until no. then, you're like, oh, I can beat you. You know what I mean? Like, you sports, try, no matter how you... bad you are, you're like, oh, I can beat you up. I can win <laughs> at sports. Uh, I'm smart. It's up until like 15 And then at about 15 You start getting hard, hit you, with harsh reality. You start being like Wait huh well, I think what, that's the point Where you're like Where people start, stop telling you that Just to encourage you right. And realize your true potential And they're like eh. Yeah that, that's why I think Dog years is how I want to live I remember No this is pretty bad So story. you'd be dead My yeah, uncle oh, Pete Oh yeah twice I really wanted to be A comic book artist growing up Like uh-huh. that was it That was my dream How many things did you want To be growing up it was all, all related okay. to superheroes. Are okay. you berating him for having no, no, no. dreams I'm just as thinking, a child? No, I mean, he's a bit tangential. Well, I wanted to be a superhero, okay. which was, that's not, it's a, okay. you know, that's not a realistic And goal. then as you get older, you the superhero I was like, becomes I a comic be a, artist. Yeah, okay. I wanted to be a comic book artist. And my Uncle Pete looks at my drawings. He's like, oh, you're not good enough. He's like, you'll never Whoa! be good enough. Whoa! He says You'll that? never be good enough. He was like, you might as well just stop. He was like, because by 18, you got to be able to draw, What your like, Uncle Pete do for a living? He's a co- he's he's not that as bad as that comment makes him sound. Data entry. Yeah. No, What's he's he a do? contractor. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good. You can't not contract that. No, no, I mean, hey. Yeah, no. My, but I was like, my pops was a. I was like, um, well, I'll give that up, because <laughs> uh, a grown up said it. You know, a <laughs> grown up. And my mom found out. And she flipped out. She was like, what the fuck? Are you that was her brother. Son? It was her brother-in-law. Wow. That is some tough stuff, man. So the movie uh, we're going to talk about this week, <laughs> I like I like having you here, Nick, so we can talk about kiss him. shit like that. No, I'm not going to kiss him this time. Um, the yeah. camera, not with the camera on. Um, Laura and I went to see Underworld: Rise of the Lichens, which is the sci-fi fantasy-ish movie this week because we try and keep a genre here on Geekscape. This Ooh. is the third movie in the Underworld like franchise. Oh, dude! Normal Funny story. My uncle Pete actually bought me Underworld Evolution for uh, Christmas one year. I was like, I don't even care about this at all. Why would you? Thanks. Though. He goes, Hey, you know, to make up for that comic book comment, <laughs> to make up for that art comment. Here's Kate Beckinsale fighting. So uh, this is the third installment in the series, but this is actually like a prequel to the first two. This is how um, the Lucian character, who's like kind of a quasi villain in the first one, and he's something else in the second one. Uh, he, this is like his. Coming to being like king of the lichens, and basically, uh, the 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 main vampire who's like the Bill Nighy character, 
the really pale looking guy with yeah. like blondish who's hair. like in Love Actually and yeah. stuff. He, that's what I thought <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. That's, that's what thing. I mean. Well, Michael Sheen is the dude who's in uh, Frost Nixon who plays David Frost. And now he's playing like this, but he's a bit of like a buff dude in all the Underworld movies, which is freaking me out because I didn't realize until the credits. Anyway, uh, the vampires are fighting all the werewolves, but uh, are all the wolves. They, they can't turn into humans until this one oh. wolf gives birth to a human. And it's this, oh. this Lucian character. And they capture this this baby. This baby is born in like captivity. Is he anything them. like a wolf, or is he no? Just he's a, a human. He's just a human. He's a human. Up. And as the kid grows, they, they keep this silver bolt thing, or like this. Are they going to say the neck, cone right? so he can't? No, no. They lick keep this ass. thing around his neck so, so that it'll kill him if he becomes a werewolf, right? Because it'll just like puncture his neck. Uh. So they keep this thing around him. It's harness, and uh, as he grows older, right, uh, he becomes this guy Lucian, and he has this uh, relationship. With Bill Nighy's daughter, who's played by Rona Mitra. Is who, that the chick who looks kind of like Kate Beckinsale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the she, she's the girl from uh, Doomsday and stuff like that. She's tough. I think she's attractive. She's cool. Um, she could definitely kick your ass. And uh, so they, did, so she's a vampire. He's like this. He's the first werewolf person because he can turn into human wolf. Okay, so it's like a Romeo. And it's Juliet. a. It's definitely a Romeo and Juliet and a bit of like the Moses storyline because they've been, they've been they've been capturing. No, it's Artemis, not Moses. Well, the well he he's gonna well, well, by the well listen no no he he's gonna lead his people. He's gonna lead his, his people. people. <laughs> what what happens is oh, no. th- these these vampires are uh, you know they've got the um, they're protecting. Uh, the, ro- the royals, like okay. the humans. They're so the humans, to trade for their protection, for the vampires' protections, the humans give them human slaves. The Why hum- are they protecting the- each other? Well, I mean, like the humans run the mines and they, you know, their society. Right. The vampires protect them from the wolves, right? Okay. In exchange, they give them humans and they give them like silver and, and stuff like that. Uh, this sounds like a so really listen. nerdy, yeah. like middle school kid. Was like, and then and then right. and then the wolves fall. Let, let me the get vampires. through it. Let me get through it. So 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 the, the vampires. <laughs> are, Not his favorite. Yeah. Franchise. The, the vampires are I'm using. The vampires are using Lucian, Lucius, okay. or what's his name? Lucian. Lucian, Lucian. The, the 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 werewolf, to bite these humans and create more lichens. Okay. With this, li- they keep all the lichens enslaved. Right, and and Lucian is like, one day I'm gonna free everybody and lead them out. There's your motives, okay? Uh, this happens when the you know you find out that Rona Mitra and them have an affair, whatever. He can't leave without her. She can't leave because she's the daughter of the lead vampire. It all gets messy. Okay. After a while, you have some fights, and it leads to the end with him being the head of the, head of the werewolves and hating. Bill oh, Nighy, the head of vampires. That's where it comes from. And, that, and that's where you get the first Underworld movie. So, that's that's basically the fucking prequel. Doesn't and, uh, it prequels was in, a, in a movie like that doesn't just seem like where a franchise goes to die. Like, let's make the prequel to see if we can get some more fans or just end this shit for good. Just like you, th- you know what? Here. I think I think this one. I think, <laughs> I, I think this really? one is. You know, they do that. They run that risk where it's like, okay, here's a prequel. It's like a cover album yeah. where a band puts out like a cover album or a best of album. Be- no, it's the best of album of your series. Because Green Day put out like a best of album and then they came out with American Idiot. Yeah. And they were like, oh, wow. That band kind of revamped themselves. And here, they do a prequel and it actually ends up being better than the second movie. Oh, wow. Doesn't say much. Doesn't say much. Uh, no, it does not. But it was what? It was, it was better than it had any right to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like High School Musical 3, so I've heard. Wow. I didn't see like, it. I didn't see it. I heard that High School Musical 3, and I saw the opening, and I was like, that is shot better than 
They didn't even need a camera. They could just have a guy sing songs. Well done. Yeah. What I'm saying is that this movie is not great, but it's better than it had any right to be. And if you're a fan of this underworld thing, which I was kind of whatever about, talking to you, you you won't be you won't be disappointed by this, insulted by this. (laughs) You might be a little bit bored by it because it does follow those you know storylines that we've heard a million times. So Romeo and Juliet. A forbidden love. A forbidden love. And then there's this Michael Clark Duncan black dude who's literally the poor man's Michael Clark Duncan, even the deep voice. Right. He's like, I will follow you. Wait, the guy from the first thing. one, right? The one that's oh, like really deep. Like, so deep that you're like, I don't believe oh, it. That the guy from hey, the Laura? Yeah, babe. No. Not the big, huge black guy who throws the thing out the window? Was the black dude in the first the the Underworld the, the cheap Michael the Clark Duncan? He was in the prisoner show. No, no, that's Debo. That's, uh, that's okay. Debo. I don't know. Oh, that's Debo from Final from uh. He's in Celebrity from, Rehab Sober House, and he got in the sober man's face because he's friends with Fifth him. Elements. Debo. Yeah. He's in Sober oh, House. Yeah. Tiny. He yeah. got ugly on Sober House the other night. Is that Tiny Lister or whatever? Stutter. Do you hear? What? Do you read me, Stutter? Stutter. Do wow. you read me? Stutter? No, this is the, this Fifth is not this is not he's Debo from Fifth Elements. So that's why he's at the bar to get the sober house. Oh wow. Do you read me, Stetter? Well, that's just a whole genre of black guys, though. Just huge, yeah. bald, and really... What I like about these movies, these Underworld movies, is like... I'm, I'm watching this, and it all takes place what, what appears to be night. Oh, the blue? Oh, There's like a blue, blue haze, and I'm, I'm, and I'm blue, like, and I'm like, and, and you, you don't, you don't see any day throughout this entire movie. You don't see anything take place during the day. Everything's in the cover of really pale blue. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is two o'clock in the afternoon, and it just, <laughs> for some reason, everything's really. Can dark. you imagine how not like goth it would be if they were just hanging out and the sun's out and the wolf just sort of prancing well, the thing by is, a lake? You've got like in this in, in, in this movie, you've you've got this society. You've got the vampires kind of ruling over the the humans and they, they have these kind of you know they'll protect them from the wolves <laughs> that the humans will bring them humans right so they're like gangsters. So, you got this. so they have and, the and I'm like, like gangsters I'm like, I'm like what fiefdom is this like like what like where are oh, the history books we even world? Find <laughs> the, the thing that made me crazy about the underworld movies I'm like what Eastern European city is this <sighs> they have a serious problem <laughs> like I I would like to see the uh, cobblestone city I, 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 cobblestone I, roads? yeah no I would like to see another underworld movie where they're in this generic Eastern European city, like it's a modern day underworld. We drive around the land. And, and they, no, no, he, he turns roads. a corner, like a like a vampire turns a corner. Blade is standing there. Let's bring back the crossover. Laurel and Hardy I, ran into the Wolf Man. I, you know what the crossover you know? I want to see? 007 and Jason Bourne. 007 versus Jason Bourne would be cool. I saw a preview of uh, Fast and Furious Four, and I'll hold that review until the movies come out. But. Fast and Furious? You mean, you mean I, I just the, the one titled Fast and Furious? Because that's what the title okay, is. Okay, so I saw that. Let's lose the uh, the, bring Vin Diesel <laughs> yeah. back and just fucking make so, everyone so, forget. But, but I was thinking, you know, I, I watched the improvement and I was, I was thinking, and I was like, you know it would be awesome? If they make another movie and they pull up to like the race, and freaking Jason Statham sitting there being like, I gotta, I gotta take this package. Gotta, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Vin Diesel versus Paul Walker versus Little Bow Wow. <laughs> versus Ludacris is just like Ludacris is there with Tyrese, you know, and it's like, whoa, Tyrese. shit, these guys know how to race. It sounds like a fever dream now. No, then Stallone you know, from it, Driven comes in. He's dude, like, you know, be, you know what it is? You know what it is? It, it with be, the F one car on the be, street, like this is street legal. It, it should be the freaking. Uh, <laughs> it should be. Han, it, it should. It should be Hanna Barbera's Rocky Races, where you have all the cartoon characters. The new Wacky Racers, but it should have Vin Diesel in it. Uh, can you see Stallone and Vin Diesel racing? 
Oh yeah, it's street legal. And they're both mumbling to each other. Yeah. And then you have then you have Jason Statham, Paul Walker, and then and then out of nowhere you have like Snagglepuss come up. Snake rides. He's lefty. That's what I want to see. Does that make sense? Yeah, Snagglepuss. I don't see. I mean, why do they have to? You know, it could be huge having all these crossovers. It could help both franchises. If both franchises are kind of on their death rows... I mean, people don't have the vision. Why don't you just do, like, a crossover? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the best the best Scooby-Doo's, in my opinion, were like, hey, look, it's the Harlem Globetrotters and Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no, if Batman and Robin showed up, it was, stop the presses. Stop the press. This mystery will be I just, solved. I just cleared the next 30 today. minutes off of my eight-year-old <laughs> schedule. <laughs> I was like, oh, no stick ball for me. I'm watching this. Hey, it worked for Alien and Predator, right? It worked twice. Kind of. Oh, God. That's all I'm saying. Is Freddy I, I and Jason, s- right? Freddy and Jason wasn't horrible. I really don't know. I liked that movie. That well, movie was fun. All I'm saying is I, I want to see some crossover. Would it be? Would it hurt to have a little Blade show up and clean up the, the Underworld universe? I think you do Blade. Universe? I mean, they, they're so- it has to be Wesley Snipes. I heard they want to do another Blade minus Wesley Snipes. I wonder how much That's you- not a Blade movie. That's It's not. I don't... I- that's direct-to-video Blade. Yeah. No, that's... They did that. It was that's a TV That's a grudge match oh, with yeah, David. They did that. It was a TV series. Sticky Fingers? Horrible. It was Sticky Fingers. What's up, I'm Blade? I read an interview with him in uh, Wizard Magazine. Oh, yeah. And he took the role so seriously. Like, I've been preparing, like, to play Blade, dude? How do you like prepare three lines of dialogue. I go out talking to people. I go out and I stake homeless people. I think they're vampires. <laughs> like, it's like, how do you prepare to be Blade? I don't know. I would just be crawling on rooftops and being like, all right. That's I'm basically not, what I'm he did. I'm not going to jump down, but maybe. Maybe. Go find a country <laughs> singer and be like, build some shit for me. <laughs> well, uh, Blade, you're gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> he makes Chris Christopherson. <laughs> he makes the weapon. It's like uh, pain. Blade. Everything you do is pain. Like when, when we, <laughs> you know, on shoots when like the inside Blade, joke. We can do it. You know, you know, when you're shooting, you have like an inside joke. When we, we the series we were just doing, we had an inside joke, which was uh, like a Van Damme. Made, Van oh, Damme. you a Van Damme yeah, inside no, joke Van, never. Van Damme. You know what it was? It was on, from Triple X, the line, bitches come. Whenever I wanted... <laughs> have you ever seen Triple X? <laughs> yeah, it's like, the Diesel? The best line in Triple X was, bitches come. When they wanted to start the party, the Eastern European bad guys. Oh, God, for that... He goes, uh, he goes, business is done. All right, and he opens up the door and he goes, bitches come. And all these blonde like, headed yeah, guys, women right. come in. Who Vin or uh, Vin Diesel beats him by throwing the motorcycle in his face? Like, come so, on. So, so on set, you're always you're always making jokes. During Singledom, the joke was, we could not stop walking around going, Blade's mother was attacked by a vampire while she was in utero. <laughs> was in utero. <laughs> Remember that line? <laughs> Blade's mother was attacked by a vampire while he was in utero. Like, did you prepare that before we came? <laughs> like, I have a little thing I say every time people ask me about Blade's, you know, child rearing stage. He, he makes the weapons. I use them. Whistler. <laughs> you know what Whistler. I hate? And and superhero movies and comics, they love doing this. What is the downtime look like? Like, what do Blade and Whistler do five days out of the week when you're not hunting vampires? <laughs> you know, like, just hang out in this shop place. Like, hey, man, maybe we should make more steaks. Like, <laughs> we should make more steaks. You like, ever thought about... a hook and a chain steak. Hey, Whistler, you ever thought about putting more garlic in them bullets? <laughs> like, oh, that's not a bad idea, Blade. What if we put a hollow tip and we put a bunch of holy water in it? That sounds like a good idea. That sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds awesome. It's actually pretty awesome. You know, like Bruce Wayne. Like, what do you do all day? Like, all day, you're like, fighting crime, fighting crime. I got to schedule an appointment. Criminals don't sleep, first off. Crime doesn't sleep. 
Yeah, but he doesn't fight crime during the day. Most of the time. Batman doesn't? Not really. We're, all, we're always under the impression he fights under the shadow of night. Otherwise, <laughs> he looks like a douchebag in huts, like in broad daylight. Remember that shot of the Punisher? Did you see the pu- new Punisher? No, I haven't. It was the worst thing ever. The Punisher Warzone, when he's walking. Really? Home, what? Remember he's walking. Really? Remember after like the first action sequence, he walks to his secret hideout and he's walking through the streets oh, of New York God, you're wearing the that. Punisher outfit and he's walking like down the subway terminal. Unlocks maybe, his car, maybe like, he had, like, in the trunk. Maybe, <laughs> had, maybe he had an MTA Metro card. Maybe he had a man tra- man has. Manhattan Transit Authority, like, like Metro Card. Boop. He swipes it. He goes down to the subway. He jumps. Hey, you're not supposed to go on the rails, sir. He's like, screw it. My hideout's down there. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, there are people, people in the background of the shots watching the Punisher see. walk around. That's so lame. It was really bad. Um, the Oscars, I don't know if, if there's much to talk about other than uh, I was surprised that The Wrestler wasn't uh, nominated for Best Movie, I don't think. That's and um, neither was The Dark Knight, which doesn't surprise fine, me. It doesn't surprise me, but you it angers are, you. You just stop, okay? The Dark Knight was, hands down, the best movie of the year. And I'm not talking from a Batman Mark standpoint. I'm talking about from a filmic standpoint. Wally. It was... Well, I thought Wally was a great film, Wally's too. I thought, I thought they did uh, really well with that. But... As far as capturing the the struggle between Batman and the Joker, a crime saga, something for everyone, The Dark Knight did it. Okay. And it, it should have been nominated. It should have been the Oscar, huh? It should have gotten nominated for I, the I thought it should have. If it didn't, if not, if it... Well, I mean, you got the, the posthumous... You know, nomination for Best Supporting Actor for Heath Ledger. You get that. Yeah, you get, you get that. You get the effects, you That's get all guaranteed. that. That's right? guaranteed. Did I mean, they get any screenplay? Did they get screenplay? They got... I think they got barred from... Soundtrack too. Well, well, the thing is, there were multiple composers. And yeah. You're only have a, a few, but they ended up reversing that. Oh, they did. And okay. you can actually put that in for consideration. Yeah, I don't they should know. have had you two and Seal. Oof. Listen to you. Uh, Listen to you. No, but um, I just that that film. It did. It did what other movies this year couldn't do. Do you actually care about the Oscars that way? No, I don't care. I think it's pompous anyway. I think it's a bunch of horse, bunch of horse shit. It's kind of ridiculous that one movie is remembered as the best, best movie, movie of the year when there's yeah. 400 movies I, in I the mean, U.S. Just alone. One. Let's look at box office. No one's seen Dark Knight as much as any other film. Mm-hmm. So, someone's liking it, and they're seeing it multiple times. I would say with inflation, those people who went to see Gone with the Wind and King Kong saw that more than The Dark Knight. Based on inflation, those the, those the, those put more asses in seats than anything else because you weren't competing with TV. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, okay. comparatively, is that what yeah. you're going to talk about? Because we can talk about people seeing the movie. In which no, you'd no, be no. Wrong. I'm saying okay. based. No, that's not what you. Okay. Don't. No. King Kong's I'm saying the this King year. King. This year's okay. numbers. The movie that people saw most was The Dark Knight. You can't argue with that. Cannot argue that. You cannot you argue that. You are there. You are there. Okay, that's. I wasn't trying to say over time or okay. history or the I think Titanic. It's got, I think debate. it's got, the Wizard of Oz are gone with the wind. Right, right. I'm saying this year the most people saw the Dark Knight, so there has to be something to the movie that is relatable to a wider audience than say the films that did get nominated for Best Picture. Do you think the movie would have done as well had Heath Ledger lived, not died? Uh, no, uh, no. It would have done sixty percent as well. I think that's fair. Sixty, seventy percent as well. Okay. Okay. My girlfriend, sad. I mean, my girlfriend was like, women are hyped up about this because now it's in their tabloids. In like, OK oh, Magazine, Us right, Weekly, they're right. saying, and they all feel bad for Heath Ledger, and so that's why they all went out mm. to see. So then that's an argument for publicizing in places that are outside of the regular audience. Yeah, but those places aren't going to carry any of your publicity. Unless, unless there's a reason. Unless there's, there's, there's gossip, reason, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you watch Lost? I actually don't. OK. Do you, do nope. you watch Lost? I nope. watch this, you know... 
after Battlestar Galactica, which I wasn't entertained with, and this next episode of Battlestar Galactica just got sillier because I love watching Adama. We've watched almost all, of, like a third of Battlestar Galactica has been Adama in front of his desk with liquor. That's been a third of the entire series. Like he got more drunk than he's ever been in the series. This Did you see last him episode? in this last episode furiously brushing his teeth? Yeah. There was there was like a, a one minute sequence of him just brushing his teeth as like furiously as he could, and I'm like, why are we watching this? Hey, can, hey, this could, is silly. Could, could you move the mic over to the other word bubble? You want it over here? Uh, you see the little uh, crease where it says G R E right there? No. The green the greetings, where Magneto. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I want. You want it right here? Yeah. Okay. So um. Lost. Are you telling me you couldn't hear me the whole goddamn show? No, God, you, Brian. You started moving around. Brian, can you get on that? Oh, no. But uh, I just want to say for our Lost viewers that Lost is starting to explain itself in its in like a sci-fi way. It's still a little bit fantastical. It's still sci-fi, <laughs> but the sci-fi is starting to make sense as to what the island does. Okay. You're starting to figure out what the island Hold does, on. and it started to explain some of the weirdness that came earlier. That you were like, okay, that's just random. Okay. They're starting to show a little bit of a plan. I have a funny Which I was worried story. about. So I'm out at this like uh, happy hour with some of my girlfriend's coworkers, and this one guy's like, "Man, I used to love Lost, and then I found out it was a fucking nerdy sci-fi show. Like, what is that shit about? <laughs> the island moves? I'm not some gay nerd. I was like, hold on, stop. Before you stop talking, you need to know that I I play with action figures, sir. So just let's end this conversation right here. But he was so offended. That Lost that wasn't like an action-adventure. Well, that's what the creator said. sci-fi show. The creator said that they've tricked America into watching a sci-fi show. Yeah. And this is some heavy sci-fi, what you're getting. It, it deals with like time, space, all that. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's heavy, and it, but it, I think it's done well. Okay. Um, some people, I think, were already off the Lost bandwagon by now because it's just too crazy. But I, I, I actually really enjoyed this, this two-episode uh, season premiere that happened. I was into it. I tried to watch the first season. I know I'm going to get shit for this. No, it's fine. It's fine. I tried to watch the first season on DVD. I just there's something about television that I can't sit through. Okay, we'll we'll get you to we'll get you to do Dexter or something. I'm the opposite. No, no, I used to watch Dexter. I love Dexter until it got so repetitive. It's like becomes too formulaic. You mean season and then three? They, um, season one of Dexter. What? Wow, wow, wow. I just I just find that it gets really repetitive. Unlike the last 30 minutes of The Dark Knight. Laura just said to get him out of Where you're like, wow, this is an extra movie I'm watching. Trust I mean, I that's how I feel say, about The Dark Knight. I didn't say um, Dexter was bad. I said that some elements of it okay. get repetitive. You you need to leave. So you're a CSI fan. What did you say? Law and Order CSI. Do you like the procedurals? No, I... Of course he... I like home makeover, <laughs> damn it. Um, it's different. Guys, uh, <laughs> speaking of things that you like to watch, Nick, you were talking about this Hulk versus DVD that came out. It's got Hulk versus Wolverine, Hulk versus Thor. Yes, indeed. This is the do. cartoon DVD. I've not been a big fan of the Marvel cartoon DVDs. Well, first of all, Ultimates 1 and 2 look like they were animated by a fifth grader. Like, Captain America has just a star on him. You know what's red. crazy? So, would that be before, before, <laughs> before the Ultimates DVD came out, uh, a buddy of mine from college had a birthday party at a bowling alley over here in LA. And this is when I f first moved here. And I knew Marvel was working on an animated Ultimates. Okay. And he introduces me to a buddy of his who's working at Marvel. Started working at Marvel as an assistant. I think now he's a little higher up over at Marvel Films. Oh, and this kid was th this kid was putting over the Ultimates <laughs> cartoon like crazy. He goes, he, no, no, he, he goes, adventure? he goes. It looks like Brian Hitch's artwork animated. And I was like, 
if you that, put a if, bar of soap in I, your I, mouth, no, I, like you are a, I hadn't <laughs> seen I hadn't seen other. You know what I mean? Like this is when it was first announced and they were oh, starting to work God on it. And I go good. and I go, if that's true, that's gonna be the greatest the cartoon, cartoon ever. ever. Brian yeah. Hitch's artwork animated. Holy shit. So I checked out the DVD when it came out. <laughs> May, it looked like Brian Hitch's kids artwork <laughs> animated. <laughs> Like Brian Hitch, the guy who lives up the street from me, who sells like tacos. No, he doesn't. Brian draw Hitch well. lost. <laughs> Didn't he lose his arms trying to defuse a bomb for the police department? He draws with hooks. Do you mean Brian Hitch, the guy? <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was just like, this kid. The handless guy. This kid lied to sell DVDs. I can't believe Hollywood. Let me tell you something. How is this Hulk versus DVD? Um. The Hulk first DVD is pretty good, pretty good. My, I got to give props to my younger brother because he burned okay. it for me before okay. it came out. Ah, because I don't. I'm still not sure if it's out yet. It comes out okay. in 27. So what's it like? Um, Hulk first Wolverine is awesome. Okay. You get some Weapon X. You get Deadpool. You get um, Omega Red, Sabretooth, uh-huh. okay. Lady Death Strike. Pretty close the to the comic book. Okay. Uh, the Hulk Wolverine fight is awesome. Hulk actually pulverizes Wolverine into the ground for like a minute, throws him. It's like, it's real fun, like, action type stuff. Uh, Hulk vs. Thor, a little on the boring side. Really? Yeah. Really? It's, uh, Loki's in the cut. It's, um, they, they are taken from the comic book. I'm not a big Thor fan, so, but have I... Have you been reading Straczynski's Thor? No, actually. You have I to. I haven't. I have to, you have to read Thor. the first couple of issues. Then this one Loki issue really makes uh, um, an awesome issue, but... But, yeah, like, Loki controls the Hulk, and the Hulk just rampages and just wrecks You Asgard. don't need to control the Hulk to get him to rampage. You yeah. just have to do anything, and he'll I, get I guess he was crazy. just, like, pushing him in the direction. Right. Then he lost control of Hulk, and he was separated from Bruce Banner, and you're like, oh, my God! Sorry about that. Pretty intense, though. Yeah. Um, um, the you, animation was good. It was. It was a lot. Marvel must have heard that people were shatting on the Ultimates <laughs> cartoons. Like, who animated that? Like, what do you mean? It's good. It looks like a fucking flip book. I did in like Home Ec. Like, <laughs> Jay Lizzle. Okay. That's how much we have left. That thirty-eight's what we're at. Oh, jeez. Um, Time flies, guys. Dark Avengers. We got some comics that came out this week. Dark Avengers and Mighty Avengers. These are the new teams. It's uh, Dark Avengers is. Uh, Norman Osborn's Team of black guys. It's it's Brian Michael Bendis Who's writing this uh, Norman Osborn Now that Tony Stark And S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone Goes to put together the, His own Avengers team And he wants to make it As close to the new Avengers As possible So where did he go To recruit it? He goes to the Thunderbolts right. Yeah it just does Yeah And uh, he gets Bullseye to be Hawkeye Which is clever Ooh, yeah. That's a little bit Clever writing Yeah he he himself takes on the mantle of uh, Iron Patriot. Iron Patriot, which Spoiler is like the alert. Iron Man. No, Iron like no you, you'll read more issues. Uh, he gets Moonstar to be Miss Marvel. Then again, uh, then he also gets like he gets like Captain. He, he gets he gets the the new Marvel boy. Yeah. To be in it. Well, what is in the verge of suicide? Yeah. And he's like, hey, want to be a superhero? Like, he's I like, guess that's a. Smart I'll give you move. reason to live. Yeah. Uh, and then he's got uh, Ares and God of War and Ares. Those Ares guys, is one of my favorite yeah. characters. And then, um, but he have you he, read Ares the God of War trade? Th- Sick. Then he takes um, Venom. He throws a pill in his mouth, and now Venom can look like Spider-Man. What a joke! What it, it took years. Venom couldn't control his form. It was like a, a raging monster. He's like, here, take this. Like, oh, thanks a lot, Norman. <laughs> what? The other thing that made me a little weird was um, that Dakin, Wolverine's son, 
it takes over the mantle of Wolverine. What are you looking at, Omar? Get that higher. Oh. Okay. Takes over... Take, it's the, it's, it's no. the people with pets. Shut up. So he takes over the mantle of Wolverine, and I've got a serious problem. Because... No, nothing to Mike Diodato Jr., who I think is a really good artist. I love that. Yeah, and he's costume. and he's drawing the Wolverine in the brown costume, which is my favorite Wolverine costume. Yeah. But and and, and 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 you know it's not Logan because the way he's standing is a little bit more. Lit. He's a little swagger. Yeah. He's like he's a little skinnier. My little problem taller. is that Wolverine has three claws coming out of here, right? Like you've seen the movies. Dakin has two claws and then one coming out of here. Is that where the third claw comes it from? It comes out of oh. here. If you're reading Marvel uh, Wolverine Origins, this Dakin storyline, comes out of here. So he's like, how do you write with your claws out? Like, how do you do anything with your claws out? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? To write with your claws but like, out. like, you know those comics where Wolverine's like, I'm going to rip off a beer, the top oh, of a like beer. How do you, like, shake how do, you do anything? You've got a claw coming out of here. And then how do you justify drawing the Wolverine character and him trying to get passed off as Wolverine? When the claws aren't in the right place, but he's drawing them in the right place, I'm like, how do you not rip your fingers off? Yeah, dude, whatever. I always think Dak and like all those like derivative like characters are lame. Like um, I think they're they're unoriginal and they're they're absolutely unoriginal. They're easy. They're just so easy. Like I hate my dad. Mighty like, Mighty Avengers on the other on the other hand, Mighty Avengers is taken over by Dan Slott. I thought that was a good issue because Hank Pym is leading the team. We talked about a couple weeks ago with like Jacosta, um, Scarlet Witch. You know, Hulk smash puny humans. Freaking, they got the Hulk on the team, man. That's always and Hercules. So, Ooh. and then of course, Final Crisis, which is Grant Morrison's Final Crisis. Uh, I've talked about it on the show how I don't know what's going on every time I pick up a new issue of that book. And I think once they're all collected, once I have all seven issues, and if I tried to reread them, I still wouldn't know what's going on. In that I, I don't. I think you're right with that. I, that's because I thought in one of my articles I wrote that maybe in retrospect, spec, whoop, this is a good. Series, I don't think that's the case. No. Either J.G. Jones, like you were saying before, can't handle sequential art as good as he can covers, or Grant Morrison is giving him scripts with no description at all, <laughs> and he's trying, he's trying to piece it together. Like, because one minute you got like Mary Marvel fighting, and then there's like Batman standing. This guy with the tiger, this tiger the guy. Tiger guy. I don't know. Well, there's this one sequence in the. Um in the the JLA satellite, where it's like where 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 uh, light ray, where yes. light ray standing there next to Black Canary, and Black Canary's like light ray, get out of here because the bad guys are coming. And they're like, oh no, we can't. And then and just then, a big bright light, and then you're uh, and the bad guys are standing there, and I'm like, wait, is is the ray still in the room, or did he go take off? I don't know what's happening. The tattoo guy, why does it? I don't he know matter? what's happening. You remember in GI Joe cartoons when um. G.I. Joe, they would always do a good job of having G.I. Joe's with green lasers or blue lasers Cobra and the Cobras red. have red. And they would always have good screen direction. Sure, 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 yeah. Those rules aren't applying in this comic book. I just want something no, clearly no defined. This guy is, as far as cinematically, there's nothing cinematic about it. The cutting is just like, I'm going to cut to here. I'm going to cut over there. In the scene. In the scene itself when people are fighting each other. Like hey, the perspective that he's taking. I myself don't know what's happening. I don't know. Uh, but Batman does die. There you go. Now, in the actual Batman R.I.P., does he die? No, he doesn't die. <laughs> he dies in Final Crisis. He dies in Final Crisis. Batman R.I.P. didn't do anything. If you've read my review, he didn't, it didn't do anything. It was just another Batman adventure. Like, plain and simple. It didn't even introduce a new concept. It was just, Batman is going to be defeated. Oh, no, he won in the end. Oh, and the Joker, you need to throw the Joker in to make it even a little bit interesting because that cavalcade of goofball villains was not enough to keep people's attention. Like, let's put the Joker in some crazy outfit. Like, okay, that works. 
And are you going to read this? What is it? Battle for the Cow? Do I? What is that? What is <laughs> yeah. it called? I think it is Quest it, for the Cow. Quest for the, it's a bunch of people cow. who want to take. Now that Batman is gone, because I was like, they is wanted, Batman dead? Like that could be a not. And then you flip the page and it shows you the preview for the next issue, and Superman just holding a fried corpse. Yeah. And the page after that is Battle for the Cow. I guess he really is. Dead. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking at this Battle for the Cow and. Um, it's these people fighting over They're battling to take over to the, man, the mantle of the Batman Yes Are you going to put your your name in the ring? I, I think Nick I Gregorio. I think Nick Gregorio, Are you going I to jump, Yeah, I think I have to Okay, okay We can expect that Yeah, I'm uh, Are you going to buy your Humvee? What are you going to get? <laughs> ATV Your ATV <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to get when you were a superhero? You were going to get a uh, um, An ATV I, I'm pretty sure no you're weapons. You're like DMX. You're going to be jumping rooftops in an ATV. No weapons at all. I'm pretty sure no out of bulletproof vest. None of that. A mask, an ATV, wow. and a mask. And I was like, that is, uh, that's enough. Well, guys, get me um, to the scene. Gilmore, we got to get you on audio because I'm going to make a phone call. Uh, as I told you guys last week, our good friend Chris Fafalio has put out a. Uh, it's putting out a children's book called Whistle Pig. It's like a Shel Silverstein kind of book for people who used to be children, and now. Um, well, you guys saw the commercial at the beginning of this episode. Um, here is a uh, whistle pig is like it's like a shell Silverstein book basically, and they've done a couple little commercials and stuff. So it's heartwarming and really it's heartwarming. Well, really, really well written. Uh, it might be, but uh, let me play you one of the poems. <laughs> one of the poems from Whistle Pig. This is called "That First Kiss," and they made a little cartoon for it, a little commercial for it, and they sent it to us. So I'm going to play that, and then when we come back, we're going to get Tony Hartman, one of the co-creators of The Whistle Pig, on the phone to talk to you guys about the book. And so here's the first kiss. We'll be right back. Roll that, Gilmore. Press the button to roll it. Ha-ha, 2009, bringing you a passage from the hit book, Whistle Pig. This is a little poem I like to call That First Kiss. Mark it on your calendar, Whistle Pig, out February 2nd. Like about something real nice, comedy poetry style. You clean cotton for a farmer for it. You put on a suit of armor for it. I'm talking about that first kiss. You'd give a septic tank inspection for it and recount a Florida election for it. All for that special first kiss. You'll skin giant killer whales for it and do board slides down a rail for it. All for that one first kiss. You'll use a special voice for it. You'll jump and then rejoice for it. That time, you get that first kiss. You tattoo a grizzly's paw for it and watch awful, awful movies like Monster-in-Law for it. All for that first kiss. And you neuter and spay every stray and smoke three packs of cigs a day because you're nervous about that first kiss. And you'd give a dog a treat when he's mean for it And you'd sit through a dang cook stand-up routine for it All for that splendid first kiss You'd drink a whole glass of V8 for it And you'd share all the poems you create for it All for that perfect first kiss You'd let Sidney Crosby take a shot at your head And you'd show your mom what you hide under your bed All for that magical first kiss And you'd let her win a rock band for it Maybe even let her hold your hand for it I'm talking about nothing other than that first kiss. And when you get it, you'll finally know you've reached your one and only goal.
Okay, we're back. That was uh, That First Kiss, and we're here with one of the creators of the book, Whistle Pig, Tony Hartman. You're a friend of the show. Uh, a couple people remember um, Texas Toast. You and Chris Fafalios are always making little drawings and writing little animations. Uh, what made you guys think about putting together a book for people who used to be children? Um, a lot of it is that uh, I guess we always wanted to make like a, a tangible product of some sort together. And a book seemed like a cool idea because it's kind of, it's a form of media we never thought to do before. And we thought, you know, uh, a collection of, of poetry would not only be an opportunity for something that we can make pretty funny, it also, um, really doing a kid-style book like that also left really no reason for anyone to believe that we were two straight males, and we thought that would be funny in and of itself, so... Did you do the drawings in this book? Who did the drawings? We both did, actually. Chris Fafalios can... Well, I'll leave it up to the audience to be the judge of whether or not he can draw, but that, Chris Fafalios did his own share of drawing on this. He did, and I have to say, I mean, I definitely was a fan of his drawings with Texas Toad, but for this book, he really stepped it's it up. It's the best drawing of his career? I, think, uh, I was really impressed. Tony, uh... The book hasn't come out yet, but I, I, I'd like for some of the people in my audience to pick it up, especially if they like. What, what, what are some of the things you could compare the book to that might get some of the audience members to pick it up? I would say there's a lot of uh, geek-related humor throughout it being uh, myself. I actually wrote a story, and it kind of stepped out of the uh, like poetry-style stories in the book and wrote a completely autobiographical tale of how I once lied to my parents about working at a comic store because I hung out there so much. Uh -huh. and I think they're starting to get kind of concerned about it. Wait, you I, told I your parents... A real your... ridiculous lie and said I worked in one. Um, but I guess the comedy in it, I would compare... We're real into stuff like... Uh, grew up on like the States and like a lot of those MTV kind of comedy shows. And it's just a lot of references for like that time. And uh, I, I liked the, the Simpsons and The Critic a lot as a kid. You actually got David Wayne to do one of your poems. David Wayne, for you oh, guys, awesome. he directed uh, Wet Hot American Summer. He just did Role Models. Yeah. Um, how did you guys get David Wayne to do a recorded version of one of the poems in the book? I, I wish there was a cool story to this. We're actually we're from the same area. He's from Shaker Heights, which is a, a formally very affluent suburb of Cleveland. No, we, we saw the and we saw I'm the Shayla Booth movie. Yeah, is that, is that the same area? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm from North Olmsted originally, which is the, the other side of Cleveland, but okay. kind of similar thing. And uh, there's really no cool story except for the fact that I emailed him and kind of just was like, hey, I'm from the Cleveland area too, I really like everything you've done. And, you know, like, the state was a huge influence on me, Wet Hot American Summers, one of Chris and I's favorite comedies. And he was just, he replied, I remember at probably like four in the morning, I picked up my phone and had an email from David Wayne saying like, yeah, I'd love to do it, so... Do you mind if we uh, play the MP3 right now? I would love that, okay. actually. L let me play this for all the Geekscapists. Uh, this is David Wayne doing his re rendition of Pregnant Guys, <laughs> which is a poem from Whistlepig. Come gather round, everybody. You won't believe your eyes. Our neighbor Jim is having a party, and it's full of pregnant guys. 
It defies the laws of science. It's making us flip our lids to see all these neighborhood tough guys with bellies full of kids. It makes a fool of all that's normal and laughs in the face of every god. Maybe if they were seahorses, it wouldn't seem all that odd. Because everyone knows male seahorses carry the eggs of their young, obviously. They're quite the force of nature, as anyone can see, as they laugh and play like monkeys, pregnant as can be. And when we tell our friends at church, they'll probably think we're nuts. But the guys will prove us honest when babies start ripping from their guts. Now, I've never failed a drug test, and I'm not one for telling lies. So please believe my awesome tale of these partying, pregnant guys. All right, we're back. Tony Hartman on the phone. Tony, uh, thanks for talking to us about Whistlepig. Where can people check this book out and when? They can check it out at whistlepigbook.com. Um, it's actually available for pre-order, but a lot of the orders have been shipping, and we've been getting a good response so far, so pretty excited. What kind of person has been has been reading this book and enjoying it? Are you, are you prison? People in prisons? <laughs> have you thought about that? Have you thought about maybe getting it to uh, people in prison? To back the book? They kill people. Some touching moments in Whistlepig. You might be able to unite and reform individuals. That's what I'm thinking. You might be doing a service to, you know, the world by getting this into prisons. But uh, in all honesty, maybe get it to uh, the librarians. The li- librarians really make or break books. If you guys can get it to librarians, they'll buy enough books to put it in the schools and libraries nationwide. Have you guys thought Absolutely. about that? I've so. definitely considered both the library and prison scene. I think. We'll send out to both librarians and prisoners not only copies of the book, but glossy 8x10s of uh, Chris and I, you know, wearing, being kind of scantily clad, looking pretty good. And uh, hopefully, you know, that'll, with the sex appeal, kind of push it over. But hey, hey man, I, I definitely dig the library scene. If one of those glossies happened to go my way, I, I wouldn't complain. I'm just saying. Just saying, Tony. It's already on the way, so that's good. Okay, okay. Well, Tony, we're going to get back to some Geekscape, but uh, we're looking forward to the book, buddy. Great, thanks a lot, Jonathan. All right, man. Say hi to Chris. What's up, Chris? Hope you like this uh, this interview on Geekscape. You did a great job on the commercial, man. No, I, I meant no, he, I meant he, when you see him in person. Yeah, say hi to Chris. <laughs> well, I'll listen to this too, hopefully. So okay. That'll work. Well, I'd rather just say hi to him on here, honestly. Okay. Well, hi, hi, Chris. Say bye, Tony. Take care, man. So, guys. That's what you're going to be getting all your friends for their birthdays for the next year. A copy of Whistle Pig. Um, that was kind of weird. The the whole. Yeah, other, well, we don't have technology that. here. We don't. We don't. I do didn't that. want to talk to him because it was like you know, like if you have a three way conversation, and you don't really know someone, you don't want to jump in like, hey, what's up? And then you got to be like, oh, I'm Nick. Yeah. It's like best, who's Nick? That's the best. That's how we're doing that from now on. Okay. The guest holds it and feels yeah. awkward. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so guys, video games. I have not been doing a whole lot of video games. I. Uh, I finally was like, what's the big deal about World of Goo? It's a puzzle game similar to Lemmings. It's uh, on the Mac PC, but they also have it for the Wii. Is it good? It's it's a game where... I feel bad talking about it because it's been out months, but uh, the whole goal is you control these little pieces of goo, and you have to build structures with them. And the goo can connect to each other, but okay. you have to build structures, but you have to think about the physics of it because they can collapse if you build them wrong. And the whole idea is to get to a pipe on the level. To suck all the goo up so they can go to the next area of the game, the next puzzle. Okay, right? Cool. It's like, you know how lemmings, you gotta get your lemmings across without them dying? I don't, I don't really it, was an old, it was an older PC game, it was a lot of fun. Different, 
it's like that. There's different types of goo. There's a goo that you can reuse. There's balloon goo that'll like float up your structure and stuff like that to get it to the pipe. Mm. But there's spike. There's spikes. Dude, this is the most fun game right. you will play Fine. if you get into this. Download the demo on your PC or on your Mac. And uh, you're going to be playing this damn thing. I talked to our very own Thundercat from the forums, and I said, dude, should, should, should a game called World of Goo be this much fun to play as a puzzle game? And he, he said, secretly, it is the best game I've played in the last five years. I play it in the airport when I'm on business trips. Okay, good. I'm glad it has it gets, some validation, because it, it won Best Indie Game over Braid this year at the Spike TV Awards. Let me think, let me think, let me I think. I think it won on IGN as Personally, well. Personally, having, wow. having played both, I'm telling you right now, Gills, it is a tough call. Is it? Dude, you're gonna okay. you, dude, this game is okay. fun. Yeah. This I game got a is game a lot of fun. That um it's called Super Mario Brothers Three. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the fact that GTA's uh, next chapter, Lost in the Damned, came is coming out. It's only sixteen hundred points on Xbox Live, which is like twenty bucks. Oh, that's cool Because I already live a sucky life I don't need to play a sucky life like, Go to the grocery <laughs> store Do laundry No, GTA you know, you know you don't do that in GTA <laughs> In GTA you live vicariously You do things you want to do in real life Like kill hookers? You want to Alright Okay Gilmore, you're going to be hooking soon And the second you are I'm putting my sights on you Alright Are you going to do the deed first Kill him then rob him? Well, I've already done it Okay. 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 Uh, what are you looking forward to? You said this Wii uh, game, Mad World. Yeah, Mad World looks pretty cool. Because uh, it's, it's black and white and violent. It's black and white and violent looks interesting. There's blood and killing. We're you know we've had a lull, so there's not a whole lot of video games to talk about. But we're gonna start breaking out of that lull pretty soon, and we're gonna start the summer's coming. Come That's the big uh, release season for video games. Well, you've got even in February, you start getting them. You start getting them coming at you, you know. I guess the Afro Samurai game was the game that came out this week, but nobody's like nobody like Lord of the Rings Conquest. It's like guys, you're prematurely you, you got to ride the waves. You know what I mean? You got to come out while people are in the store, being like, I'm going to pick up this game. No, this oh, is, and maybe that game. This is I the logic I, uh, with video game releases. They want to release them when people have a lot of downtime, which is usually in the summer. So that's right. when you get the big titles, and then uh, like the purchasing season of the holiday season is the other time. But you're going to see a lot of like DC, Universe Online, MMO. I'm pretty sure that's coming out this summer. Are you looking forward to that? I don't play MMOs. You're I, scaling back your dreams. You were going to be a superhero, and then you're going to yeah, be a superhero a artist, it's and now you're going to be a filmmaker. You were going to be a wrestler, and another form of superhero X, and then you're going to be a filmmaker. And now maybe you'll just be at home playing DC Universe Online. Maybe. But you're looking forward. Is this going to be the first MMO you'll play? I'm. I'm not looking forward to it as much as. I just want to see what it's about. It's pretty fun. It's right. it's pretty fun. Like you have missions where you go out and you're and Superman enlists you to do something, and you that's have to like cool. go out and you have to help. Why can't I stop be Superman so, and do it? You have to stop. Well, that's the cool part. What does Superman sort of, need somebody else to do it for? He's off doing some other shit. Get the fuck out of here! It takes like, two I'm seconds one of those. To uh, I definitely think no, the DC is universe is way too overloaded with superheroes. It would probably you could probably cut half of the superheroes that are there. Right. Presence alone. Can I play as Mad Dog? Remember that guy in the DC Universe? <laughs> Can I play as him? I want to play as like a lame guy and have to earn my, earn Blue my Devil. way. You know what I mean? I want to be Blue Devil and be like, all right, I'm not so great right now, but I'm going to earn it. It's just like uh, World of Heroes or what's that one called? Right, that was City that of one. Heroes. City of Heroes. With, City except of you have DC characters to run around with. Hopefully, you know. This one's a lot better, supposedly. And uh, Where are you, Who the, are you hearing this from? Uh, well, we, I, we played it at Comic Con. 
I didn't play it. You well, played I played it. it. Okay. Yeah. We went to that party. And I freaked some bitches oh, with Jim Lee. You coming to Comic Con with us? Hey. Jim Lee is tinier than I. He has a large he's head. Shorter than and he's me. He's very tiny, even, actually. Hey, you live in LA now. You gonna come to Comic Con with us? Dude, I I cannot wait to go to Comic Con. Okay. I am like Jones to go to Comic Con. Okay. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, we got to do that. Does oh. Wizard World? You know what Wizard World's like? That's yeah. like if Comic Con like had a lazy fat brother <laughs> that was like, oh hey, what's up? Like I don't hang out with you. I don't hang out with your cool older brother, San Diego. He's like, nah, just hang out with Wizard World Philly. We have like a broken sign. Yeah, Wizard World Wizard LA. Wizard World's like a lazy fat like, brother yeah. who's dying. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely on his. But I did get to meet the uh, four horsemen, the guys, the action figure sculptors, and they were pretty cool. That's cool. You're a big action figure. Next time you're on the on the on the show, we will do action figures. Okay. Guys, Nick Gregorio did not get to tell us a story about video going to the to the Toys R Us with his grandma and seeing the guy without ears. <laughs> I, oh my God, we got two do minutes. You to, to do, do it. You want me to finish? With if that? you can say it okay. in a minute. I I made the plugs. mistake of hassling my grandma on Christmas Eve one year because she didn't get me a game game genie. For mm-hmm. the Genesis So she's like Alright we'll go to Toys R Us Toys R Us in South Philadelphia Which is like a zoo It's a madhouse mm-hmm. All the shelves are like ravaged They're okay. empty People are going Especially nuts Especially after Christmas right? after, No it's Christmas Eve okay. So everyone's okay. like I need it My kid doesn't uh, <laughs> So what happened? We're in line The guy in front of us This black dude with no ears I'm like What the <laughs> Did you get the Game Genie? You have the Game yeah, Genie? Yeah I have the Game Genie okay. in my hand With my grandmother uh, there's a black guy in front of us with no fucking ears, so just like a <laughs> hole with like white stuff around. Oh like, no, ah! that's gross! I'm gonna gag. The guy in front of him is this kind of like wienery guy, and he's buying a Barney umbrella. So the black guy, it's like, what the fuck is this shit? He and the guy's it. like, it's an umbrella. I don't know. He's like, who the fuck? What little kid wants an umbrella for Christmas? He's like, what bullshit is that? You see this fucker? He's looking at me. I'm like, I don't know. I don't like umbrellas either. But come on, pal. It's Christmas Eve. And the guy is like, a dude with no ears is berating this guy for buying his daughter a Barney umbrella. And I was like, I didn't need the game for you this bad. And you just ruined Christmas. <laughs> you ruined Christmas for yourself, Nick Gregorio. Well, I hope you got a lot of cheating done with that Game Genie. Thank you. I was going to call but, it. Uh, but uh, it di- not at all. It was actually, Game Genie was such a crock of shit. The cheats were so lame. <laughs> well, they couldn't do anything cool. Uh, we'll have you back to talk about that. Guys, we're on MySpace, myspace.com slash geekscape.net. We have a website, geekscape.net. Uh, we're on Facebook, search for Geekscape. You'll join our club. We also have a hotline. You can call up and leave a message for Geekscape at 206-888-4827, like our good friend Richie Blue did at the top of the program. And uh, if you go to geekscape.net, don't be afraid to buy a Geekscape shirt. I'm not wearing one right now. You're pouring it Geekscape merch. I was wearing one earlier. Donate. You don't have to donate. Uh, Gilmore will see none of that money, so you don't have to donate. We are not one of those techie podcasts who says, hey, we have no jobs. Please give us money we live off of. That's lame. Okay? The right. banner does say keep Gilmore out of your garage, which makes sense now. Oh, Dude, you're going to find a job. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, thanks for having me on this episode. Dude, Hopefully I can you pop will in. You a lot more now that you live in L.A. I want to cover comic books at the very least. You will. You will. You when, when does Stack Attack come current. out? When does your article come It'll out? come out this week. Well, like what day? Thursday? Does <laughs> oh, it come out on oh, Thursday? Friday. 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 Okay, Friday. Don't go to your comic store until you read Friday's... Yeah. Edition or, or go And then just see what I have to say about it Okay He might save you from Wasting your That's money true. On a uh, <laughs> Secret Invasion Super special Dark Dark Rain super special Like I did Oh man Four ninety nine. That hurt That, that, yeah, that actually that hurt That sucked I, If I read it I had a great cover I was like I 
I was like, oh, Nick Fury's in this. Dark Rain, I want to buy it. And I... That's what happens. See you guys next week. Oh yeah, we're back with another fierce passage from the hip-hop whistle pig. Mind outside, we got tons of magic. You can't stop us now, 2009. And it's a little joy that I like to call addicted to chocolate milk. My hair is strong and my fingernails long and my skin is smooth and soft as silk. But the doctor said I've got to find a way to deal with my addiction to chocolate milk. I don't want to quit, but coach says I'll sit on the bench all year for the wrestling team. If I don't rise above my unconditional love for that chocolatey, juicy, delicious cow cream. Just a gallon a day. Now hear the folks say, this calcium's got to be off the charts. It's the talk of the town because that milk that is brown is the drink I adore and hold close to my heart. Milk, 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 chocolate. With a heavy side to cut down my milkiness despite my sorrows. So pour me a glass, it might be my last, cause I'm planning on quitting. Tomorrow. Milk in the morning, milk at midnight, milk in the Milky Way under the starlight. I need my chocolate. Milk in the morning, milk at midnight, milk in the Milky Way under the starlight. I need my chocolate. Milk, 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 milk,